What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmsted, and this week I am joined by the not-so-phantom producer, Tyler Hadley. Hey, everybody. Happy October. And the Sub-Zero hero himself, Kenny Castro. What's going on? What's up, everybody? How's it going? How's it going? I'm doing just fine. Hope the same for everybody out there as well. It is October, as Tyler said. Been watching lots of scary movies. Playing, well, maybe not so scary games as of yet, but maybe we'll get to it. But we have a a lot to talk about as far as what's been in our, uh, what we've been playing, really. Because, unfortunately, last week we had some technical difficulties. And the week before that, we had a week off. So it's been three weeks, maybe the first time ever that that's happened. So if you've been missing us, we've been missing you too. Thank you for listening today. Remember, you can find the audio version, if you'd like, on podcast services the following day. And we stream every Tuesday at around 5.30 or 6 on YouTube and Twitch. All right, y'all. So it's been a minute. We talked about a lot of the things last week that we're going to end up talking about again. Hopefully it doesn't get too confusing. <laughs> but anyway, what's going on with you guys? How's uh, how's October treating you so far? October's been good so far. Um, I think we're really kind of get, been getting a lot of that October chilly weather lately, uh, especially today. Uh, it's kind of been rainy out. Um, today's probably been the chilliest day as of late that I felt. Um, yeah. So definitely, I, I kind of look for some like some hot chocolate right about now. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, Caitlin apparently every year has to get this Trader Joe's pumpkin spice coffee that they have. Um, it's actually pretty good. I was skeptical, I, but it's it's I, good. I saw that last time I was there, and I was this close, but I just ended up getting a, like a normal breakfast blend, like I usually do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this weekend, man, even though you say it was chilly today, and it certainly is, but it was like still damn near 77 on Saturday. And all the bees around my house that were like slowly dying were freaking out. Like there was literally 30 or 40 bees flying around my house. And it was strange. It was like, this is global warming right here. Just look at the bees. They're freaking the hell out. (laughs) Um, But and then it was a beautiful weekend for foliage. We we live up in New England, as most of our listeners also do, and um, it's, it was really in peak form. I was getting a little worried that it, it seemed a little less vibrant this year than in, in past years. But we went up to Shelburne Falls, it was about 20 minutes north of here, and it was really beautiful. So glad that I got to have some fall fun. Shot a bow and arrow with my father-in-law. That was neat. Mm, nice and he's what'd you kill like (laughs) uh, nothing except for maybe some bugs um (laughs) if they got unlucky they got in the way exactly so yeah so he's got a target set up in his backyard um that's you know in front of a big baled hay so it's a a pretty easy to set up thing but it was a lot of fun And, and by the end of it he was I was like, hey, thanks for the archery lesson. He's like, well, I sure hope you invest in one and that we can, you know, do it at your house sometime. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> intent. Yeah, exactly. So we shall see. Maybe I'll be shooting arrows like like, like Horizon Zero Dawn. That would be like, pretty cool. Like, um, yeah, I mean, archery is always something that I had an interest in. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the only time I ever really did archery was, like, 
camp when I was younger or something like that. Um, Same. Never really did it when I was older or like pretty sure I've never done it like as an adult. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really cool thing. I mean, I would love to try and get into it. Um, your yard would be perfect for it. Um, exactly. I don't, th- yeah, I don't, I I don't think I could get away with shooting arrows in my backyard. <laughs> nope. Yeah, my yard would be pretty neat and like my father-in-law was like man you could get straight up get a longbow and do like 200 yard shots over into the christmas tree farm i was like yeah that would be pretty freaking cool mm-hmm. <sighs> kenny you did some uh, pumpkin picking you were saying yes i did i did i did um we went pumpkin picking out in connecticut that was a ton of fun we did the corn maze We kind of tend to be just we bust out the corn maze we like seen the families walk by us in confusion all the time as we're like just banging it out point, point, from point to point. So we're, we're tend to be, you know, skilled at it. Um, at the corn maze, man, that was yeah. not, my, not my bag when I was a kid. I was just like, after a while, let me out of here. <laughs> yeah, so I, I try to let little men go ahead and lead us for, uh, to start off. And once I, because I'll take a look at the map and I'll kind of like the first, or I'll try to memorize the first like five, five or six turns. Um, mm-hmm. Then I I pass it on to him and I and I try to see how how he does guiding us by himself with no help. Once he starts kind of straying off of the first five turns, um, then I'll step in, give him a little hand, I'll remind them where we are currently on the on the little map that we get, and then we'll try to go from there. Once it looks like he's just out of you know that this maze is just too much for him, mm-hmm. then I take over and I get us and I get us through it. Well, nice. You know, Certainly nice a good fun. confidence booster for him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He likes it, you know. And we're we're not in a rush when we get this. So it's like we, you know, I don't mind letting him get slightly confused, you know, and let him try and figure it out. But for the most part, he's pretty good. It's the more trickier and more complicated mazes that does that does him in. So is this maze one of the ones that, when you see it from a helicopter, it looks like something, or is it just more of a traditional maze? This one was more of a traditional maze. It wasn't one of those that when you look at it from the top, like it's an actual, like, you know, picture. John, John Lennon or something. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when they give you the map, you can normally, hit, like, you know, when you look at the map, you could kind of tell most of the time if it's if it's an actual thing, if, in, if it's an image or just a regular maze. This one just ended up being a regular maze. So gotcha, gotcha. It, it was pretty fun. Um, you know, I've never been to this place um, in Connecticut. It was in Cromwell. Connecticut, I believe. So it wasn't well, bad. Very Connecticut sounding town. Yeah. Um, so we did that um Sunday. They went on Friday without me to go um watch Hocus Pocus in a drive in movie theater. They loved it, you know. They all they popped open my trunk and you know, on the CRV and just watched the movie from inside the trunk with a blanket and everything. So it was a nice experience for them. I, on the other hand, had a work security Friday night. got a little, got called for a quick detail, which I was like, hey, freaky, you know, I'll go do it. Easy money, quick, quick couple hours over there. So I got that done. They were doing a, you know, Oktoberfest type celebration at this restaurant in downtown Springfield. And it was, it was interesting. It was different interesting. Yeah, did you get a look at those platters that uh, Tyler's trying to get us to buy into? Yes. I, well, I've been to the Munich house before, um, and I like their food. Um, I think it was just, I think it might have been the rabbit that didn't really sit well with me one time. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, just felt a little gamey. But other than that, the alligator I had there, the frog legs, all that good stuff I've I've had there, um, they haven't disappointed. So I'm all what, for it. Yeah. What What's the verdict? Honestly, I, I haven't mentioned it to Elena yet, so I will get <laughs> back to you soon, though. But I, you just I. I'm a forgetful guy sometimes, Tyler. I'm a bad. <laughs> yeah, that looks good, though. Oktoberfest at the, in the beer garden at Mutant House. Yeah, and I, and I was like, wait a second. All you can 35, eat. 35 bucks, exactly. All you can eat. Like, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm sure they get you on, on the booze, but that's... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you want to keep on eating, you're going to and if you keep on drinking, so... <laughs> and if you think about it, like, those are darks dark heavy stouts you know that they're going to be serving so you'll get full off of that as well you're not going to be eating too much if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're it's, pounding it's all dark stuff nah i mean it's kind some of like some of them but i think oktoberfest is sort of right in the middle like sort of yeah amber, amber but uh it's gonna get those spines mm-hmm. all right so if you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where we all get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. And since it has been three weeks, we are so sorry about that. We've got plenty of games. We've got a couple questions sent in from our Discord members. And the topic of the show is going to be a sort of broad Halloween theme, talking about horror games, talking about horror movies, if we have the time. And we'll get back and we'll get to that at the back half of the show. Now. Let's start with the games. First off, we've got Hades, a game that I think has been probably talked a little bit to death on podcasts, uh, video game podcasts in general for the past few weeks. Came out, I guess, nearly a month ago on the Switch and PC 1.0. It had been in early access on the Epic Store for uh, over a year, quite some time. So the developer, Supergiant, got lots of feedback from the community and really honed in and released something that Tyler and I both agree is pretty special after quite some time with it. Uh, it's hard to know where to begin because we've done some so much back and forth talk about it. We both, you know, struggled, especially me, to complete a run. We both finally got over that mountain, and we're still trying to come back for more. Uh, is there anything that Tyler, you you want to say about Hades uh, that just sort of jumps out first thing that listeners should know? uh the people should know well i would just say keep keep at it um there's plenty more story um uh, to get into um obviously it, it is very different from most regular roguelikes and that like there is noticeable progression um with all of the npc characters that you interact with um so there's a lot of characters that some of them have like a relationship with another character that you meet within the dungeons um so kind of like going through their their arc um and like speaking with like their like uh, we'll call it like a significant other or partner something like that mm-hmm. but being able to see that evolve has been really interesting um and i mean the characters themselves are just very very charming um so i mean there's an option there's a specifically an option in the game that makes uh makes the dungeons easier so for the people who just want to experience the story more uh that's also an option um mm-hmm. but it, yeah, does, it, it does, i was just gonna say that it doesn't seem like you actually like need to be like really progressing and like actually completing the dungeon in order to progress in the story um obviously to the once you get to the point of 
when when you get get out, then you um you look just you, don't spoil yet. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You you do get out. There are reasons to keep getting out uh, in some form or fashion. The game does not just end, as what Tyler's trying to say. I think uh, if everybody knows what the game is at this point, and if you don't, it's a it's a dungeon crawler slash roguelike slash uh, story based game where you're meeting with different Greek gods as you progress and as you get power ups from them. Uh, you've got some some family drama there. There's some interesting side characters like bosses that you talk to in the bar every time you beat, beat them and they just get more and more depressed every time that you because you inevitably will get to a point where you're beating the first boss every time um but it's just uh it's a very pretty it's a very uh the, the soundtrack is sort of infectious and catchy and it, the the combat feels incredible you'll, you'll still be running into new builds after 50 some plus runs um, like there was a boon that I got the other day that I had never gotten before, and it helped me get my second uh, second completion. Tyler, I wonder if you've run into this. It's you lose all of your um, revives, and but your health regenerates all the time. Who was that from? Is that a? Do you remember who? I don't remember who, and I I got I beat the game at like two thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, no, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and it was just as long as I took my time, didn't end up get, taking a, a lot of damage. I could just as long as I was focused on the attack patterns, just let that health. If it got down to forty or fifty, just be play it cool. It'd be back up to one. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever ever gotten that one. Yeah, I was like, is this a sympathy boon? Are they giving me a sympathy <laughs> boon right now? Yeah, uh, I mean, the other thing cool about the boons is like the, the duo boons that they give you, like the combination of two different uh, uh, gods. Um, mm -hmm. And it seems, I mean, it definitely seems to me, and I may be wrong, but it seems like those only actually, you only get those if you actually have two other very specific boons so that they like work together. It's kind of like an upgraded thing. Mm-hmm. Those are always the rooms that at first when I was playing, I would sort of be wary of because they're more challenging. But as you get better, you're like, oh, yeah, that's two boons in one go. And yeah, that's always I... that's always a must must go to now. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I think, you know, we could talk about Hades for a long time. And I think it's definitely in both of our top fives of the year. It might even be your game of the year. Nah, maybe probably not. No, okay, but yeah. it's up there. Is it up there? It's up there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still waiting. We're still waiting on a uh, Cyberpunk. Um, we got PlayStation Five games coming out. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to declare it for the whole year. I just meant so far. And anyway, that's a discussion for another episode. <laughs> so I said earlier that we wouldn't actually been playing too many spooky games, but I was wrong because phasmophobia it's been blown up on steam blown up on twitch oh, yeah. and it is the latest ghost hunting game that's got people quivering in their boots we got phasma fever oh yeah oh so, yeah kenny why don't you tell me about this since tyler and i have been chatted up well, well when it comes to phasmophobia man there there isn't too much to say other than this is a ghost hunting sim um that 
every time we play it, it just creeps me out and scares me a little bit more each and every single time. Um, especially as we unlock more maps, um, more areas to go do missions, you know. At. And last night, last night and during our stream, we unlocked the asylum, which was a huge map in terms of where we had to explore. And I don't think, if I remember correctly, Todd, I don't even think we really got too many clues in there, right? I mean, it took us a long time to actually even just, like, figure out where the ghost was. Um, so in each map, the ghost typically has, like, a room that it's in. Um, so you have to explore these entire maps, like, with the different tools in order to find out what room the ghost is in. Uh, and so it's all about being efficient, everybody having their, their own roles. Um, of course, it would be easier if we had a fourth person. Last night we almost did, but his PC just kept crashing, trying to run the game. Couldn't understand why, but it is what it is. Um, it well, got we, haunted. We were, yeah, it definitely got haunted. I know that before we hit the asylum, I think I had a couple encounters that really were like, yeah, no, like this, my heart is racing. Um, I finally, I finally, after all the all the houses we've been in and all the places we've explored and done our goals, something I finally found the Ouija board, and I will uh, tell yeah. you, I will tell you wildly, I am not exaggerating. I picked the Ouija board up and I heard little kids laughing. In real life? It, no, not in, in in the game. In the game, my kids, my kids, kids upstairs. <laughs> it wasn't even my kids because I found the Ouija board in the kids' room, in the kids' room in the game. So I picked it up and all I heard was hee 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 and I was like, get out of this house now. <laughs> I took that Ouija board and I hit the I hit the hit the van and I'm like, guys, I got the Ouija board. <laughs> Anthony was like, I don't think you're supposed to take it out. And I'm like, I heard kids laughing. I'm not staying in there. <laughs> they they started great. using it. They got it going. Like I, I saw, I saw it, and I was like, "Holy crap! This thing is actually moving around!" Like because <laughs> I threw up, I threw up the stream on like uh, on my phone while I was in the van, and I saw from Tyler from from Tyler streaming it. Like the the it, the ghost was using the Ouija board to to answer their question. I'm like, "Oh man, yeah, no." I know that at one point in time, me and Tyler we were somewhere in a different house, and this. This whatever it was, I think it was a oni. It was oni or a wraith. This thing made a noise. It was like, and I was like, Tyler, get out, get out of here. Doors closed in one room. I'm like, no, no, no. This thing is ready to kill us. Tyler threw the crucifix down to keep it from attacking us. We like ran right out of that place. So we've been getting some close calls. We haven't. Uh, Anthony hasn't died since the first night we played the game. <laughs> oh yeah, we're more versed. We actually like someone know what we're trying to do. Yep. So what are you trying to do besides uh, you? You find the ghost, and I assume that there's a vacuum of some sort that you suck them up with. Uh, no. So no. so the main goal is to just identify what the ghost is. So you're using these different tools. Um, so, for example, a couple different tools is there's like an EMF radar that like has colored lights and it flashes up to like a five. Um, there's like a like a radio box. I call it the spirit box that you if you're in a room with a ghost and it's a and if it's a ghost that will react to it, you talk into the spirit box and you say out loud um, so anything like how old are you? Uh, are you here? And then it'll respond to you through like this radio box. 
Um, so this, so uh, the, the, something we didn't mention is that the game itself has like in-game voice rec- in-game voice recognition. So you can be like going through the houses, and you can say like, "Show me a sign," and then like sometimes the ghost will like open and close doors or like knock something off a, sh- a shelf or something like that. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so it's like so it's it's actually reacting cool. to what you're saying in the game. And you also said that the game has proximity voice chat. Yep. Yep. So if like Kenny's on one side of the house and Anthony's on the other side, does Kenny have to shout in order for him to be heard? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If I if the if we're doing it by proximity, but we have the walkies that you then have to do the the press B on the keyboard. To activate the walking and it'll it cut in like and then you uh, say something and you okay. gotta let go when you're done finishing talking so it has this walkie talkie system but in proximity like you could i could hear you talking but if i'm walking away from you it, you'll just sound further and further and further away as i walk away from you as you're talking so gotcha. it's it's definitely one of those games man i i wasn't expecting to really enjoy it as much as i have as scary as it has been I I wouldn't I like I don't regret buying it. Yeah, it's well, only like yeah. fourteen bucks. Fourteen bucks, thirteen ninety nine on Steam, and I think that's the only place where you can get it now. Seems like it's been a big hit with most players. It's got a overwhelmingly positive uh, reviews. So check it out, especially if you're into ghosts and have a couple friends to yeah, ghost hunt with. Still in early access, so I'm sure they'll be adding more stuff to it. Oh yeah. I I I'm not I'm not looking forward to those destructible items. I don't want to go throwing picture <laughs> frames at me. I, if that's really gonna come in an update, Tyler, I'm not. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> that, that that's a prediction. It's n- nothing confirmed. Man, that's where you draw the line. Kenny is is throwing picture frames. Imagine, like I've I've seen the picture frames getting knocked out. Like I've you know one time you know because you don't know what's a clue. Uh, we had a picture frame get knocked off a wall. I ran, I like the guys ran out of it and I ran right back in, right? And I was like, I got the, I came out. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got the picture frame. Don't know if it's a clue or not. <laughs> it's not a clue. But I just, I just threw it up, threw, threw it to the floor and I was like, whatever, man, I will keep it pushing. Um, so it's, it's definitely one of those, man. It's, it's a game that's, that's going to be good with all the updates. Hopefully they add, I'm hoping they add another type or another t- two types of, ghosts that you can encounter and yeah not make it so hard to get the pictures because we still haven't caught a picture of a ghost yet yeah okay, i think well. we I think we need to for those ones i think so they have to materialize in order to actually like get a picture of them and i think they only really materialize once they start hunting and mm-hmm. that, i don't think there have been too many cases where they we've actually like stuck around when they were hunting so not after not after the first night where Anthony was dying. Um, after, <laughs> yeah. After that, that's when we we were like, yeah, no. Once they start hunting, we're cutting our losses, taking our equipment, and going. Word, cool. That's phasmophobia. Sounds very enjoyable, and uh, hopefully now next paycheck when I buy my PC, our Tyler's PC, <laughs> I can get get playing with you. <laughs> Sorry, wait, waited too long. <laughs> this weekend. Let me know. I will. All right, moving on. There is a new Crash Bandicoot game. It's about time. That's literally what it's called. Crash 4, the follow-up to the original trilogy on the PlayStation 1, released way back in the late 90s. 
and I'm here to report it exceeds all expectations and is awesome and is one of the best 3D platformers of the generation. Aren't you, aren't you amazed? Where's, where's the applause? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Crash 4. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. It. Woohoo. Woo. <laughs> You're the best. We love you, Crash. Yes. Crash so, and Smash. Crash and Smash. <laughs> Crash and Smash. I would have a new main, like, and I would actually be practicing, get competitive, and get it into the Ultimate Smash, whatever it is, get my GSP way the hell up. <laughs> anyway. Look at that. Nintendo just heard that they're like, oh, because of Wiley, we're going to do it. Yep, yep, that's my hope. That's my hope. I know they've got a few of the big execs that tune in every week, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about time, modern and fresh update to the series that still stays true to, true to its roots. You are still just going from beginning of the level to the end. There is no leveling up. There's no open world, nothing like that. It is just a straightforward 3D platformer, although the uh, obstacles in your way have gotten much more dastardly and clever and precision needing than ever before. Uh, when, the, when the Crash Remix came out a few years ago, people were kind of shocked at how little that Vicarious Visions did to, I guess, maybe ease the modern game gamer into it, uh, because it was pretty challenging, especially one. I think this... Uh, far exceeds that in terms of its level of difficulty. Uh, but however, there are frequent checkpoints that almost gives the game a sort of Celeste-like feel, where you're clearing one difficult, you know, 45-second section to the next. So it never becomes, or at least rarely becomes, to a point where you're truly getting frustrated. Like I, there's one boss that I died dozens of times it's just like a a very demanding platforming sequence i think they do a neat job with the bosses who are sort of very hit or miss in the original trilogy some clever ones some just pathetically easy ones um story i think while i'm not engaged in the actual plot i I do think that the characters are charming and that the uh the writing is passable like it's that's one area that I I do feel like it's sort of barely hits the mark for me in terms of its humor and its and its uh, storytelling. But cutscenes are pretty, the graphics are great. Um, but really, it's it's about the precision gameplay and the scope of what's available as far as challenges that you have to undertake. Every single level, once you're a little bit way through the game, an inverted mode unlocks which totally changes things up and adds a new level of challenge. There are secret levels to find, sort of, which are sort of flashbacks to Cortex's original experiments on Crash, kind of a a neat story nod and and gives him a cool visual style. It's like you're watching an old VHS tape. So yeah, you guys have got any questions? Uh, What was that uh, inverted mode you were talking about? So I haven't given them two much of a shot but what they'll do is like they'll put a totally unique visual style like it'll become sort of look like neon lights and the level will reveal itself to you slowly so you'll have a much smaller uh, depth of field so Uh uh, you know there might be different enemy placements um but i think they they do vary like they some of them are completely 
obvious what's different right up front, and some of them are a little subtler. And each mode has six gems to collect. Um, once you get six gems for just about every level, you unlock a skin. And I was very happy to see the inverted modes. Uh, gem count counts towards unlocking those skins because I was like, man, like we're 100%ing these levels is really hard. And I don't think I'm going to be getting nearly any skins mm. because I'm just not going to give the time. <laughs> but once the inverted unlocked, you have 12 uh, potential gems. So getting getting the skins is a lot easier. So and actually be unlocking some stuff and be rewarded. So I, I'm as somebody that grew up with Crash, I've said on the show several times, Crash 2 was my first game ever. Uh, once I played it in uh, at Toys R Us, I was like, Nope, not getting the N64, getting the PS1. This is just this is my jam. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. It yeah, is pretty awesome. It looks good from uh, footage I've seen and, and everything else like that. You were streaming it one day. That looked good. Yeah, I was I've... streaming it. You can check out the first 45 minutes up on the YouTube channel if you want to. Um, it's just too stressful for me to keep streaming <laughs> at, at where the levels are now. I would just like... If I died 20 times in a row on stream, I'm going to start heating up and <laughs> <laughs> just getting too embarrassed. But I was going to ask, Wiley, um, because I know that one of the guys that kind of is always checking out our channel, um, Rob Wavick, he did check out the video that you that we put up the first 45 minutes. He said that at times watching the video, it felt like that first jump was a little floaty. Like how, how can you? You're the one that has has had the hands-on experience. Does it feel like like Crash's first jump before the double jump or anything feels a bit like he floats in the air? Um. Well, I overall think that the jumping feels quite good. Uh, sure. I, and I do. The thing does a, a it's not that clever, but it's a very helpful. You have a little circular shadow that pinpoints where you're going to land because. You know, they really are demanding in, in where they're, you know, there's a box way over here that you need to land on and then jump back onto the platform that's going to start collapsing. And then you need to uh, change dimensions so you can land on the next platform. So if, if there was a problem with the jumping, I have not felt it personally. Um, I, I think that uh, they, they pretty much nailed it as far as making it possible and not too frustrating to get through these really intricate levels. Okay, that's good to know. Good to know that answers one comment that was on the video, so I wanted to bring that up. Cool, thank you. Thank you, and thanks, Broadway Vic, for watching and listening. Okay, so a uh, big roguelike moment in games right now, and it's, uh, you know, we got Spelunky 2, we got Neon Abyss, of course, Hades, but the one we're going to jump into now that Kenny says he just completed last night, Neon Abyss. Now that you've seen the credits roll, what are your ultimate thoughts? I completely recommend the game. Um, honestly, you know, for a game that's on, for one, it's on Game Pass. You know, you and me both are always recommending Game Pass to, to viewers, Game Pass to anybody that has a PC or even uh, Xbox. So it's on Game Pass. So it's worth giving a shot. Like it's worth downloading and trying. And I, mm -hmm. and I, I installed it, and I was, you know, I'm not too huge into into roguelikes, you know, they tend to sometimes frustrate frustrate me, and I don't see it through. But I could playing this game, I could feel myself getting better each run. 
You know, cool. you don't you don't earn anything that makes makes your character better permanently. Um, you you unlock new items that you can randomly find throughout the levels. Um, so you do you do or you do not. You don't. So you unlock items that you can find in the levels, but you don't like it. Doesn't after each run, your your character doesn't become any different. Like you know, he'll start off with the same gun, the same amount of hearts, the same amount of um grenades and keys. You know, each character has their own thing. So one character, the the one character might have four hearts, but then not have and not come with any keys or grenades on them. But they mm. do start with an extra heart mm. container. Yeah, this and... is this is like exactly like Binding of Isaac in that aspect. Yep. So it's it's really ha like takes its influence from Binding of Isaac. It's a game. Uh, Binding of Isaac is a game that I've seen my younger cousin play. I didn't play it myself, but from what anybody says, people rave about it. And, and so I'm. It's a game that I really want to look into now after playing this one, after investing so much time into this one and playing so many runs of Neon Abyss. Um. The the boss fights, as I try, as I was telling you guys in the chat on um, in our private chat, it what I found the most interesting about it was that the the mini bosses and the main targets, you know, it's not like they changed too many. Like it's there was a collection of the same bosses that you would kind of fight throughout, right? But every time you finished the complete, like you completed a successful run, they would get incrementally harder. You mean a you successful know? like boss defeat? Yeah, boss defeat, like main boss defeat, um, because there's five main targets that you have to go for, mm -hmm. but there is mini bosses that you would fight at the at the end of each each level, um, which in their own right they're difficult. They're difficult on their own at times as well. So, Not, when I, uh, yep. so I was playing uh, a little bit, and I nowhere near completed a run or anything. But I, when I was playing it seemed like there were only four levels and in some of the footage that Tyler's throwing up here we've seen it said seven or eight so yeah how does that how does that work so it's so when you're going for the first target you're only got to progress um four levels to get to the last to the, your main target then after you beat that one you're on to target number two now you have to progress six levels oh. you know so, so the levels actually how far you have to go to get to the main target starts increasing um, wow. per, per main target that you that you defeat. So and not on, not only do they the enemies become more difficult, also to get to the main targets becomes more difficult as well. And so after you complete a target, do you does the visual change? Are you in new looking locales, or does it always sort of start in the it, same place? It kind of starts you in the same place once again, but you have all you'll by then by the time you finish a main target, you should have enough crystals to unlock new things, new rules, um, new rooms that you can find in the procedurally generated um levels. Um, okay. there's a there's a piano room that I find very interesting because I love doing it every single time I find it because if as long as you do the jumps correctly in the order, like it'll it'll tell you it's almost by keys, so. It's a, it'll play the music. You start it. It'll play, and once you do the first jump, it'll, it'll play. It'll tell you what what key to jump on. As long as you do it correctly in all, in the sequence, um, it, uh, it it gives you an item that you're you know at random, and you could do it as many times as you have coins. You have to pay up fifteen coins for it. So, cool. 
that tends to be really, really fun to do. You get that. You try to overpower yourself by getting as many items as possible, random pickups. Um, there's there's many things. There's things that turn every bullet of yours into an exploding bullet, which is good because not only do you cause the regular damage, but you also cause explosion damage, damage which can help you defeat enemies a lot quicker. So, um, Kenny, do you have the stream open? I'm curious if you're seeing the footage Tyler's putting up. I have don't have the stream from the Discord, but I have the actual stream open, yeah. Okay, so this is like super chaotic looking. Is yes. this build typical, or is this like some late game, like really good build stuff? So this build I haven't done myself because I tend to be kind of basic when it comes to what weapon I want to run with. Because these, some of the, because sometimes, because I pick up every item, and what I've come into into finding is that some of them, once I pick up an item that causes all my bullets to do um explosion damage, if I don't have the immune to explosive explosion damage, I don't want this chaos happening around me. So mm. I I sometimes will run through a run with my beginner gun, nothing special, nothing crazy, because. I will sometimes by the end of it have like 20 pickup or 20 item pickups. So by then my damage is insane. My fire rate is crazy. How far I shoot is insane. So I, as long as I'm shooting linear, I'm happy sometimes, but you can find guns like that, that you saw in the stream. You'll find guns that are, that are like space weapons where it looks like space miss missiles that are like in little diamonds are shooting at enemies. And that one shoots a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bullets at the same time. Um, some pickups will make it where you're shooting four times or two times or three times the amount of bullets that you normally would. Um, some builds can get really wild and they could just get very insane on the map and where your your pets also are shooting at enemies. So you don't sometimes are lost as to whether the bullets are your bullets, your pets' bullets, or the enemies. That sounds like a pretty good build variety there, and mm -hmm. I'm watching Tyler watch this footage, and I can tell him being slowly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, look, it looks good. It's definitely something. It's it's not on Game Pass PC, so it's not. Who that? No, it's oh, not. that's a bummer. That sucks. I know that Steam had it on sale for like twelve twelve ninety nine recently. That's certainly reasonable. So that's Neon yeah. Abyss, and it sounds like it's a good time. I, I'll give it another shot i've just been too into hades as well as crash bandicoot as well as mafia definitive edition which i just completed last night nice um, yep so this is a remake of a i think 2002 game that originally came out for pc and ps2 i never got around to play it back then and the only experience i have with the series is mafia 3 which i played through a couple years ago picking it up on a sale so i was just in the mood for a gta like um you know do a mission and be a gangster watch some story cutscenes. that sounded very appealing to me so that's why i picked it up after hearing mostly positive things and i never i don't think i've ever felt as i don't know uh, this is maybe too extreme but this is i've never played the original game but playing this still made me feel very nostalgic for the ps2 era um mainly mm -hmm. because of its simple mission structure it's uh sort of bare bones open world by today's standards that doesn't have you off you know running side quests for everybody or random encounters or 
you know, shops where you go and upgrade your items. This is just mission, 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 mission. That's it. And I kind of like that about it because one, it didn't overstay its welcome. Uh, two, there weren't any, and maybe th maybe that could have been nice. Uh, but for the resources, I think that Hangar 13, the developer, put them in the right places. Um, this is not going to be a competitor uh, to you know Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. People are just looking for a story-driven, um, well-acted, good-looking recreation of 1930s Chicago or wherever it's supposed to be. It's a fictional city, Lost Heaven. And uh, by the end, I was pretty invested in the characters. I mean, like there, it, it's very cliche. There, there's some moments you'll see coming from a mile away, but uh, it's really, I think, solidly acted. It's got some great side characters. Uh, the your two friends, Polly and Sam, in particular, you you get close to kind of grow a bond with the. the game takes place over the course of like eight years and, and has several flashbacks and flash forwards and uh it really is i've said this twice already but story focused and yeah i think i got some of the same vibes just by watching you stream the game um mm -hmm. i think when i was watching it, you were like really getting into the some like road race not a, not a road race but like you're racing on a racetrack or just like the old school like I don't even know what the, you'd call, call the cars, like buggies or whatever. Yeah, um, that, that... I was just going to say that part of the game, I totally thought that they would return to it because of how fleshed out that race was. Like, it took me so many tries, and the track was big, and the, the race was like four, four or five minutes long. So I was like, there's got to be at least one or even two more story sequences where I have to get behind the race track car but you don't um which you know that would have been actually kind of cool because that for the one area of the game where it doesn't just you know essentially be go from point a to point b shoot some dudes run away from the cops get in the car get back to your hideout that that's pretty much mostly the gameplay loop here uh the the race uh that happens early on in the story is pretty impressive uh, in terms of its attention to detail so yeah you can watch the first two hours of the game um like i said the gameplay is pretty basic uh it's clunky at times like the, the third person shooting is pretty archaic in its design like it's with sit behind the counter let your health regen a little bit pop up shoot them in the head you know that there it's somewhat challenging at times but if you're patient like that there's really no you're not going to be able to need to develop strats or anything like that. The game is relatively simple, but I, I appreciated that because it's, uh, you know, hearkening back to a simpler time in gaming. And I probably will pick up two at some point. I'm not ready to play it right away, but I, I would like to merge the trilogy and, and see where I'm missing there. So Mafia Definitive Edition. Nice. All right, y'all. Should we talk about another game? I think, does anyone have any other things that we, they'd like to discuss that we haven't yet? Um, no, nothing major. Been playing some Rocket League here and there. Um, Computer Blue. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, what's been the major thing in Rocket League that's been new lately? I mean, not a whole lot new. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it was at least a month ago when Epic 
pretty much like took it over. It's like Rocket League is now like an epic game, so like everything, all of your accounts are now like an epic account. Oh, so like, yeah, so a new, a new, yeah, even on PlayStation. <laughs> yep, so a new season started and and whatnot. So I'm back up to my uh, diamond ranking. Well, it sounds like a pretty good ranking. It's not bad. It's not the best, but. All right, well, let's get into the topic of the show. But before we do that, let's take some questions that we got from our audience in the Discord. If you'd like to join our Discord, check out the YouTube video and the description. You can find the link to join there. Lots of good gaming talk, lots of squatting up opportunities. But let's get to the question. Echo the Nade Retriever writes, what is your standard Taco Bell order? And we answered this last week that in the episode that was lost to the oblivion, but I've already forgot your answers. So you can start off, Tyler. <laughs> my Taco Bell order. Hmm. Well, Taco Bell kind of screwed up my Taco Bell order by taking away all the potatoes. Um, I would always get the spicy potato soft tacos. So my, my, my regular was two spicy potato soft tacos and usually some variation of a bean burrito sometimes i would just get a regular bean burrito sometimes i would get a cheesy uh fritos burrito uh sometimes i would get a rice and bean burrito um i would switch those around sometimes um and if i'm feeling frisky i'll get a uh crunch wrap supreme Nice. I'm, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a meal guy like at, at like any fast food restaurant. I'm always yeah, you're always a la carte. You're just yeah. getting all like let me get two McChickens and two McDoubles and a Sprite and they cost five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. What about you, Kenny? Mine just like Tyler starts off with the two spicy potato soft tacos. But those are gone now. Those are gone. I know. I know. That's why I haven't been to Taco Bell since. You but... boycotting? I'm boycotting. I'm boycotting. You know how I am. I haven't been there since either. Boycotted Chick-fil-A because of the coleslaw. Boycotting Taco Bell because of spicy potato soft tacos. Mm -hmm. Well, Um, bring them back. Kenny will be back. Exactly. So spicy potato soft tacos, two of them, and then my chicken chalupa. All the Diablo sauce they could throw in a bag and a pink lemonade. All right. Yeah, that's that's not bad. That's like uh, very detailed. The Kenny Castro meal promoted over there, like they've been doing. I've had a pink lemonade in a long time. Listen, I love it. I love it. I like it too. We get the the Newman's own pink Mm -hmm. lemonade sometimes. It's pretty legit. Um, so my order personally, and I will say Taco Bell is not a place I frequently go. I, I usually support the much better Mexican places around here. There's a lot of them. I'm not trying to sound elitist because I do like fast food. Uh, but when I do go, I get a Crunchwrap Supreme with guacamole, uh, Mountain Dew, Baja Blast, and whatever else I'm feeling that day. Those are the only two that are sort of staples for me. Back in the day, my cousin Julie turned me on to the adding guac to the Crunchwrap. And yes, it does take it to another level. So if you have not <laughs> tried it, I recommend it. It's pretty dang good. Okay, so why don't we get into the topic of the show this week, which is spooky time. I don't know about you guys, but I have been feeling the spirit this year. I don't know what it is, but I'm all about it. I'm like 
I owned my house, I'd probably be out going and get some blow up things and putting the cats <laughs> and the pumpkins on the lawn. I even bought two large pumpkins, which I plan on carving and making jack o' lanterns soon. Got to get on that. <laughs> so nice. Let's why don't we take a break from the games and talk about uh, movies for a bit. Um, I know that's sort of might be blindsiding you a bit, but you guys watch anything scary and do you feel the inclination to do so around this time of year? Uh, well, me and Caitlin have been talking about like what Halloween-ish types of movies we're going to watch. Um, I mean, she's not much of a, of a scary Halloween movie. She's more of like a, like a nightmare before Christmas. Uh, a, gotcha. I think we, we just watched um, like the two, I think it came out in 2000, like a 2000 movie, Witches. That has like a a young boy in it who gets turned into a rat by a whole like group of witches because the witches hate children and whatnot. Okay, okay, so more the family friendly Charlie Pumpkin or Charlie Charlie Brown's <laughs> pumpkin patch Halloween. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, what's what do they call the pumpkin in, in Charlie Brown? The uh, the something pumpkin or gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> I feel I feel I dumb. Can't that remember I can't remember either. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's the Great Pumpkin. Yeah, that's what the, the specials called. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. So that would be nice to watch. And I guess it's on Amazon Prime Video for those interested. Nice. And so I have been watching a few. I watched a couple legitimately scary movies that, like, maybe they're not very particularly Halloweeny. Uh, but I watched <laughs> both both of Ari Aster's movies, who directed. Uh, Hereditary and Midsummer, Midsommar, and Hereditary I thought was excellent. I thought it was scary from start to finish. I thought it was haunting in its imagery and its its acting was. He he has a a real talent for uh, capturing grief, intense moments of grief, uh, like worst moments in people's lives which uh, is another thing that occurs early on in Midsommar. Um, and I watched, yeah, the, the Midsommar is the one I watched last night. And and while it didn't kind of impress on me and stick with me the way that I think Hereditary will, it was still enjoyable, disturbing. Uh, don't think it had, I don't know. I was like looking for a message and I don't think it's a very profound one or anything, but. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> No, <laughs> but uh, it's essentially that people that are experience tragedy are susceptible to radicalization or to uh, entering a cult, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So, what about you, Kenny? You, you seen any of those movies? Either of those? Um, I read it. I haven't seen either one just because when I, when it comes to it, I forget to go check them out. I've been. I did. I know my stepdaughter watched both with, with my fiance. Um, my stepdaughter loves horror movies. Like she is a horror fanatic, and my older brother is as well. So she whenever that, she's yeah. she's a tough cookie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So he, my older brother, is always recommending these movies. He actually saw Hereditary first, recommended it. They checked it out um one night while I was gaming, and they were freaked out for the rest of the night. <laughs> It's a scary one, man. Yeah. 
So definitely, um, you know, around this time, I just watch the scary movies any time of the year. So, you know, I don't really make a point to go out of my way with the scary movies during this this time period. Um, so I haven't really been checking any out. I was going to switch it up, though, and I started looking into horror horror animes to watch. Ah, yeah, there's there's... Definitely, I think all the streaming channels or streaming services are doing a better job of highlighting scary stuff this year. And I've noticed that, like going through the Huluween section or whatever, there's quite a bit of anime horror. So, what yeah. what, what in particular? Um, there was one, but I'm checking on Funimation for them. There's been they have a whole category for the horror. So I've been just scrolling through there, checking out some there. Um, there was one that I want to check out. It's supposed to be. Sherlock Holmes' um, rival. So I haven't really read too much upon it. It only has about, I think, two episodes out so far. So I was going to start checking out that one. Um, okay. So I haven't dug, dug deep into them, but I've been looking at the category so far because I did finish the two seasons of Food Wars that were in Netflix, and I was like, all right, that was that was fun and, and erotic. I mean, I'll watch something hard. <laughs> Let me some, watch something <laughs> scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, so you already blew through both seasons of Food Wars? That were on Netflix, yeah. So now I, I'll be watching it slowly on Crunchyroll because it's on, you know, I got to re- read the subtitles on Crunchyroll. Gotcha. <laughs> for, for the other three seasons. It's worth it. But I'm, I'm invested. Yes, it is worth it. I'm invested. I'm invested. I did start, well, because I can't watch anything crazy while the kids are in school. <laughs> um, I did start Haikyuu. Yep. Volleyball yeah, but- one. The volleyball one. That one's also intense, man. I know it it's is. not hard thing, Wiley, but man. Yeah. Really get into that volleyball? Yeah. That the way they portray that one is also really well done. Neat. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you could also get into um I don't the, the one this one's not dubbed at all, I don't think. But the the basketball anime, the hero oh, yeah. no Sora. I've been into what? that one. Didn't know there was a basketball anime. I mean it's yeah. like a it's a high school basketball team. Yeah, that one. That one I've seen some clips, and it's wild. Sweet. Do they have magic powers or anything, or is it pretty? No, it's just about like a a short kid who's like never played organized basketball in like his junior high career. Then he goes to high school and he picks up a whole bunch of people who have like a defunct uh, basketball club, and they mm-hmm. end up they end up creating a team and like. This short kid is like nasty at shooting three pointers, so like that's what he like focuses on. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like his like journey rise to rise to the top, I guess. Go to the Inter High tournament. Very very shonen esque. Seriously, like you can you could put any you could reskin any sort of I want to be the very best, and anime has done it. Uh, like <laughs> in every, it's always high school. Someday they're gonna like move on to college. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. After like eight seasons, you're like, wait a second. I thought they he would have done his three years in in the high school. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how they'll do that with my hero. I know we're getting all, all over the place here, but they, once they graduate, if they graduate, I mean, I, we assume they will. I, are are we going to get a few years like, or are they going to make a spinoff like Deku's first couple years solo? I, actually, from what I've been reading. Like theories wise, it's gonna be a time skip in the anime. Next season? Well, not next season, but it's by season six. Season six, it should be a time skip, time skipping forward. 
um, to a point where things are going to get real hairy and intense for all our characters. Sounds good. I'm I'm here for a older and mature Deku who's like <laughs> got a new got a new protege someday. It's gonna be like Rug, it's gonna be like Rugrats all grown up. Deku's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be real rugged. He's not gonna be he's not gonna, he's gonna be having like a half smile smirk. <laughs> this is okay. We are really off the rails now <laughs> with that Rugrats Rugrats comment. But just I remember feeling at the time that that was so. Mind blowing! Like holy crap! Yeah, well, they're, Tommy's gonna they're, be they're my big, age. They're now. big now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. I, I can't remember if that was any good, but I think it was all right. I think I think it had like one season or something. Once, yeah, one or two. It, it was like axed. <sighs> it was not the hit that Rugrats was. All right, pivoting back to video games because that's what we do here. Why don't we talk about our favorite horror games? What's just a, just most... FYI, we're at a we're about at like fifty eight minutes right now. Thanks for the update. Thanks for the update. I think we're right on track. Um, so Dead Space, that's my favorite horror game, and I'll tell you why. Because it's terrifying. It's got such a sense of dread and atmosphere. I really like uh, the getting into Isaac's psyche and his maybe hallucinations, maybe not, uh, which are further explored in two, which I put just below it. I think that the, the third person action is engaging, intense, uh, not too hard like it is in two. Um, and yeah, I, I want to get too mm -hmm. talk, talk about a 12 year old game too much, but if you haven't played Dead Space, it's worth seeking out. It holds up. I, I, it's just uh, pretty much a horror masterpiece in, in yeah. this man's opinion. I might have to do that because I, I I would probably have to agree with with Dead Space because that's one game that I picked up and probably like played for I don't even know how long I played it for but I picked it up and started playing it and then got so scared that I just stopped playing it <laughs> and you... and I like never never looked back never picked it up ever again um, but that's always been like that that one game has always been in the back of my head as like the game that that scared. The crap out of me <laughs> i never knew that tyler that's uh good to know yeah i think it just got that special sauce of just the the dread and the 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 darkness and the scariness of the the, the gore it's just it's all there it's got all the aspects uh that make things scary like it's it's not just like oh this is more of a you know, atmospheric game. There's no gore. Like, no, it's got that. It's got gore too. It's got action. It's got, you know, tense moments. It's got jump scares. So it, it kind of fires on all cylinders. So yeah, Dead Space for me, my 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 runner up is Resident Evil 4. And people already know enough about that game for me to really ax poetic on it too much. So Kenny, you have a, a favorite horror game you want to recommend to the I my recommendation is The Evil Within. Ooh, Evil Within. Uh, I did not beat that game. As everybody knows, I start horror games and I abandon them. Mm -hmm. Because they terrify me. Um, can't, can't get scared if you don't play. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but Evil Within, I, I don't know something about it. I watched some people play it as well. I watched my brother Anthony play it. He, and it was terrifying and I just 
like the whole thought process that each enemy was very well thought out and it had something to do with the with the story mm-hmm. um i even saw that part two just part two goes on and adds on to that as well um so it's been a really good series so far for a horror game so that's yeah, my recommendation I, yeah i think that you're right especially about the um <laughs> designs of the enemies director of the game uh shinji mikami well known for his work on other titles um he is also the director of resident evil 4 uh and he's been with capcom forever but those games should be coming to game pass soon because the developer is coming is owned by bethesda so whether or not we'll ever get a evil within three i believe they're working on ghostwire tokyo now remains to be seen but uh, i know that anthony our other podcast crew member uh shout out to anthony is a fan of the second game so i'm sure he would echo your recommendation um tyler what, what's your horror game to recommend to the folks at home oh geez i don't really play many horror games um little, well, you... ni- little nightmares that's his recommendation oh yeah little nightmares <laughs> i know <laughs> we, we did play, we did play that together <laughs> yeah we did that, that was um, a fun one did you ever go back and finish it no i didn't um, I'm trying to think of like any other games that I played that really kind of like spooked me. What about um, Man of Medan? Did you like that? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. It, I mean, if, if Until Dawn was way better. Yeah, I mean, if we're considering like Bloodborne a, a horror game, I guess I would go with that. Um, and not everybody's an expert on every genre, and it's better to be honest with the folks than to just pull out some bullshit. So, yeah, I don't. That's that's it's all good. Uh, a couple other shout-outs. Um, Inside, that's a, an excellent game that has just oozes atmosphere and it's a minimalist art style uh, from Play Dead, creators of Limbo. Can't wait to see what those guys put out next because both of their first games have just been really seminal indie, indie games for each of the last two um, generations. And uh, the other one was Bloodborne, so I really just meant one. I mean, throw throw uh, Phasmophobia on that list because I think oh, that yeah, it's a totally. it's a great game. Yeah, definitely Phasmophobia, as we talked about way back at the beginning of the show. <laughs> All right, so I think that that is time to wrap things up. This has been a fun one. Thank you, Kenny and Tyler, for joining me today. Happy t- Halloween to everybody at home. Remember to stay safe. Make sure you're sanitizing your your almond joys, and yeah, yeah we we'll got see uh, you next week. We got two shows before Halloween, so uh, maybe we'll have to bring some costumes on on the twenty seventh. Right? Yeah, I know. I'm like getting my, ahead of myself a little bit with like, hey, we got to do a Halloween episode. It's October seventh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, we'll think of something else to talk about, and maybe I'll have my jack o' lantern ready by the twenty seventh. There you go. Maybe. All right. Until next time, friends, stay level. Bye.